Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to The Daily Sales Show. I'm your host, Sydney Senior, and today we are here to talk about how to create effective prospecting videos that convert. As people are coming into the room, we'd love to hear where you're tuning in from. If you can all drop that in the chat below. North Carolina, Chicago. Okay, we got Charleston. up in Charleston, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Anyone in, in Florida, Tampa, anyone? Got Lisbon, Portugal. Amazing. So excited for you all to be here. You're going to gain so much value from this conversation today because we have two incredible guests. We have Melissa Gaglione, who is an AE at Deal, and we have Tyler Washington, who is the community manager at Falcon. These are two of the top voices in video prospecting and have both used video to completely transform their sales processes. So you're going to walk away from this call today with a clear understanding of how to get through the biggest obstacles people face when it comes to video prospecting, whether it's being nervous to put yourself out there or feeling that it takes too long or not getting your videos watched. You're going to get a step-by-step -step guide to understand the best ways to script your videos, how to edit them, and then how to make sure they actually convert into meetings. So we're so excited for you to be here today. Um, I want to start with a question for Melissa. How has video impacted your sales process? So it has definitely impacted not just my process, but also my career. So leveraging it in my sales process to book meetings, also to um, accelerate deals, but also to gain internal champions at my own company so I could be promoted to AE. Um, so definitely recommend it for all different areas of your of your life. That's so much. Before we start, if you're looking to level up in 2023, we are here to help with our Sell Better Daily Sales Show, our membership with instant access to training and resources, and our corporate sales training for your team. Check us out at sellbetter.xyz or scan the QR code on your screen. Also, a very special thank you to our partner Vidyard for helping make this possible. Vidyard is an incredible video prospecting tool. And for our daily drop of the day with Sell Better, we've collaborated and created a downloadable guide to video prospecting. So you're going to learn a ton of great information today. And a lot of that will be summed up in the guide that's in the link in the chat right now. So be sure to check that out. So as we're jumping into our agenda for today, I just want to make sure that everyone asks any questions that they have, throw that in the Q&A. And at the end of the call, we're going to be sure to go through all of them and make sure we answer your top ones because we have two experts here right now and we want to make sure that you get all of your questions answered. Also want to be sure that you're really engaged with the polls because video prospecting is such a rich and deep topic that we could probably talk for hours about it. So we're going to ask a few guiding questions to find out what you want us to focus on most. And that's where we're going to guide the conversation. So today we're going to talk about three main things. The first one is how to overcome the biggest obstacles that come with video prospecting. So like I mentioned before, a lot of those are that it's uncomfortable to put yourself out on camera. Maybe it just takes way too long. Maybe nobody's watching your videos. So we're going to dive fully into that. Then we're going to jump into a tactical step-by-step -step process to understand exactly how to script your videos, how to edit them. We're going to see some of Ty's Canva magic of how he creates his killer videos. And then finally, we're going to make sure that none of that hard work goes to waste by digging into who should be getting these videos, where you should be sending them, when you should be sending them, and how to make sure that they actually get watched. So could not be more excited. Um, as we're going to get into that, I just want to ask who is in the room today? 
are you an SDR? Are you an AE? Are you a frontline manager? Like we want to understand who's here so that we can make sure we're giving everybody the best possible experience. I'm so curious because we're all a mix. The three of us are all different roles, but we're all leveraging videos in different ways. So curious to see who is here. Yeah, I'm not even sales anymore. <laughs> Love it. Oh, sales enablement. Sales enablement. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Got some trainers. Awesome. Any AEs? Yeah. <laughs> A ton of SDRs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an almost perfect 50-50 split. Uh, BDRs, SDRs, AEs. Love it so much. And some managers and senior leadership here. Hopefully here to level up your team as well. Super excited. <clears throat> We were just chatting before the show about how excited we are about video prospecting and how we're glad it's getting more attention. Um, so Ty, as we're jumping into this conversation, especially from the perspective of having been a BDR, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you first started video prospecting and how did you get through them? I would say just putting the time in. Um, I guess I guess like the biggest downfall of like videos, like putting all that time into a video and then someone doesn't respond or even open it. Um, I feel like the biggest heartbreak is when you finally finish that video, you send it, and then you get that bounce email that says like it failed. Um, so that's like a, a big heartbreaker. So really just trying to find like a, a good process to help streamline everything and just to make videos as fast as possible, um, whether that's making a template, whether you have like a script that you can use every day and you can easily edit it and personalize it the way you need to. Um, but ultimately, yeah, like I think time is probably like the biggest obstacle. Um, and it's like, the biggest thing that's gonna definitely keep you from video, I can even say for myself, like even I gave up at one point. Um, I was spending hours sp on making videos and I was getting no results. Yeah, I wasn't hitting quota at one point in time. So it's like, I just e I easily was just like, man, I'm, I'm quitting this. Like I'm going back to call and I'm going back to emailing. Um, so it's, it's so easy to quit, but like once you find like a solid process, like it's so powerful. So I definitely encourage people not to give up so fast. Definitely put the time in and you know, just definitely leverage video as much as possible. Yeah, love that so much. We, so we have another poll for you all. We would love to hear what the biggest challenges you're currently facing when it comes to video prospecting. Um, and as we're getting that answered, Melissa, I'd love to get your feedback on a post that you shared on LinkedIn, kind of about confidence and video prospecting and how you approach that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people do struggle with confidence when it comes to video prospecting. Um, maybe they're afraid of what to say or if they're going to sound silly or if they might sound annoying or something like that. Um, but to overcome that fear and to really build confidence, it's doing the work. So getting all of your research done and really believing that you have something that is going to make their lives better and really believing that, look, I'm doing you a favor by sending you this video and pointing out some of the pains that you have and then also providing a perfect solution to solve those pains. And you go in with that feeling, knowing that you're making that person's day easier, you're gonna feel confident. And so when they start to convert, your confidence is gonna keep growing and growing and growing, but you have to do that research, you have to gain that credibility, and you have to be yourself because everyone's gonna pitch and, and share and you know talk differently and not everyone's going to sound like me and not everyone's going to sound like Ty or Sydney, but 
you know, you have to sound and be yourself and whatever that looks like, whatever your background is or whatever that may be, it's just going to show in your confidence. So don't feel awkward. Just keep practicing and knowledge is power. I think that's such incredible advice. Is there anything in particular you'd add to that, Ty? Um, s similar to like what Melissa just said, like literally just be yourself. Um, I feel like a lot of things when it comes to videos, like everyone thinks it's so technical and you have to go in and know everything. When in reality, just go in there, have fun, just be creative. Um, just because like not many people are making videos. Um, you know, even like when I first started, I was not the best. I, I don't know if you guys like see my TikToks. Like when I first started, I was feature dumping. I wasn't doing research, but at the same time, like I put a lot of thought into it. I put a lot of creativity into it. And I was just being myself and people acknowledge that like they love to see my energy they love to see my smile and even if i w it wasn't personalized just because you know i was authentic and creative and i had tons of energy and i was super passionate about the product you know that that was enough to get them into the meeting you know if you can get them excited about it then why wouldn't i want to come look at it like you're super passionate about this so wh like why why not take a look yeah it wasn't the best video but you did your best so i'm, I'm willing to take a look I love that. And I think that just to piggyback off of it, it goes back to how people feel when they're watching your video. And that's the purpose of video is to get people to feel something and then to act upon it. So if it's not perfect, that's okay. Like get them to feel something, get them to connect with you. And they're going to look at you as more than just an email or a message. They see you as a person and that's huge. I think something really important about what both of you shared was kind of flipping your perspective because I think it's all too easy for any sort of prospecting activity to be viewed as a chore. Like, oh, okay, now I have to make a video to follow up the phone call to do the email. And if you look at it from the perspective of what we are really trying to do when we're prospecting, which is trying to find somebody with a pain that we can help them solve to help illuminate that pain and then try and help solve that problem. And when you have this personalized, creative approach to it, I think that takes some of the pressure off of making it such a high stress. Like it has to be perfect, it has to be this way. Like you're a human connecting to another human through video. And it can be scary at first, but the more you do it, the more you'll find that it really does flow very naturally. Awesome. All right. So I've got the poll results here. It looks like two of the biggest concerns that people are having, one, that it just simply takes too long, and two, that you don't know where to start. So Ty, what is your approach to making sure that your video making process is consistent and effective, but isn't taking you all day long? Yeah, so I think we'll go into this a bit later, um, but the permission slap has been super powerful. Um, just because like say, like video creation does take a while. Like sometimes you can spend a couple hours, not, maybe not a couple hours, but like a few hours making some videos. Um, I typically cap maybe five to 10 per day. Um, so they definitely can take some time. So the permission slap is definitely like a super, like a, it's been like a big help. That way, like I, I only make videos for people who already, you know, accepted that video. That way I'm not just assuming that they're opening. I'm not assuming that they're going to watch it. Um, I already know like it's a, a good 75% chance they're probably going to watch it because they say, sure, like go ahead and send it. Um, and of course you're going to have like the couple people who, who may say like they don't want to watch it. And then that, of course, like that just saves you like 30 minutes to an hour. Um, that you could spend, you know, making someone else a video or maybe cold calling or sending an email. Um, so the permission slap has definitely been a game changer for me. That's awesome. And we're, we're going to get into that more later, but can you just define that for anybody who's not too familiar with the term? Yeah. So a permission slap is basically like the exact opposite of like a permission slap. Um, like, I mean, not pro 
pitch slap like when you just like drop like a message in someone's dms randomly um pitching them off the back um versus the permission slap where you send them a a connection request maybe i don't i don't i personally don't send a note just because i don't want to raise that red flag off the back um maybe wait a couple of days and then i'll just ask them permission like do you mind if i share a short video on how to so and so and it's either a yes or no question if they say yes i make the video if they say no then i just say you know what it's that's all it's all good thank you for responding you know because for me i know like a response is that sdr is still a w um so just say just say thank you for responding and just move on to the next one love it melissa for the people who are just really not sure where to start how would you direct them like say you've got an account you have three prospects you want to send a video to and you don't know what to do from there. Can you give us a high-level overview of what your process is like? Yes. So you need to know why you're reaching out. And it that just is the first step, right? So why are you reaching out to this person? And you kind of have to answer a few questions here. So why does this person, why would they care? Or what is it that I'm solving for this particular person? Why would they feel like compelled to take a meeting with me? And that just goes back to, you know, why you're reaching out and what you've identified during your research phase. So doing that research up front and then really being able to see, okay, this account could really use my solution and here's how I know why. This is the research that I've done to determine that they need my help. So whether that's going on LinkedIn and, you know, seeing that um, they're using um, maybe a different type of, let me, let me do another example. Maybe it's your, you know, trying to, I always go back to customer experience because you can visualize a lot there. So maybe you're, you know, researching this account and you realize that, you know, if you're selling them a chatbot or something and you have reached out to their chatbot and it's not working, well, let's take some videos, let's take some screenshots because that's evidence. So now let's go to another point of evidence. Okay, this person that I found. Um, who might be the director of customer experience or something like that. They're in your persona that you typically target. Let me do another step further and find out if they really care about this. So have they been talking in podcasts? Do they have any posts? Do they have anything that they said that they are looking for something or um, they're experiencing this pain or they would love to do this in the future. You're trying to find these words that you can hold them accountable with and providing that extra step of, hey, this is what I found. You know, your chatbot is doing this and you said that you're looking for something like this. Well, here I am. And it just makes it so seamless and easy and like you're meant to be there. So find your reason and then be there for that person so you can help and guide them. And it just makes it so much easier just to just to send that video with all that confidence, knowing that you really are going to help them. That's an incredible overview. And I think the main key there is making sure you actually have a reason for reaching out. Because as we're going to touch on later, like video prospecting is not for everybody. Like you shouldn't send every single one of the prospects a video. It would take too long. You might not have enough relevant things to say to make it worth your effort. But for the people where it does make sense, really trying to get to the bottom of what are they saying? What does my research tell me about their needs? And then how can I address that in a creative manner? They've already provided a lot of the content for you. What you need to do is put it together in a way that resonates with the solution that you're providing and then package it up nicely in a video. So I think that's awesome. So I do have another question for everybody. Would love to know what part of the video making process you want the most help with. 
So whether it be scripting or the actual tactical, how do I record my videos? Where do I edit them? All of that. Um, Melissa and Ty are both powerhouses of knowledge of all of those things. So I just want to know where we should spend most of our time today. Um, but as we're as we're getting those responses, Ty, um, we spoke a little bit earlier and you mentioned something interesting about how you approach your scripting for these videos. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how it relates to your cold call scripts? Yeah. So like I wouldn't even I wouldn't consider myself like an expert like script writer at all. Um, so basically, like if you know how to write a cold call script, then you can easily write a video script as well. Um, so literally, I would just take like a cold call script and I'll just um, I'll just make it more engaging and I'll just make it into a story. Um, so that's that's really like how I like doing my videos. I love telling the story. I love painting that image inside my prospect's head so they can see exactly how I'm looking to solve their um, solve their pains. Um, so it's like the same way you start a cold call, like I'm reaching like, hey, like, hey, I saw that you're doing this as your company and my company solves this. Like the same way you would start a cold call, the same way as you, as you would start a video is that it's, Except now, like you actually have the chance to show your personality, show your smile, and show them like the person that you actually are, versus being on the other side of the line where they already don't want to be on the phone call at all, just because everyone like hates getting cold calls. Um, but now you actually get the chance to really be engaging, um, and really just the inter the, you get a chance to entertain them for a quick second and actually get them excited about your product. Um, so, like I said, like you don't have to be an expert as as script writing at all. Like literally, just take your cold call script, dissect it and just make it more engaging to where like you can tell a story and you can spark the interest in your prospects. Awesome. I think what I like most there is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Video is another channel of communication. So obviously there are some ways where communication is gonna be a little bit more effective with visuals or maybe the way you construct your story. But in terms of your messaging, if you are doing consistent outreach, you've already created a lot of that messaging you need. It's just kind of about repackaging it. So I found that for myself, it helps make it less of a daunting process. If it's like, I already know these things, I just need to apply it to this different format. Would you agree with that, Melissa? In a, in a couple of different ways, yes. Um, I think that when it comes down to it, like Tyler said it, you're you're telling the story. Um, I think that where scripts come in is that it just keeps your process and easy to scale. But that's exactly, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, you do want to just tell a story and that's the that's the purpose in video is to tell a visual story where your prospect is legit entertained. Um, so if you do want a, a a setup for how you can write your script, this is what I do. This is what I've done to just write a script. It's very standard, but you are essentially first leading with the problem. The reason why I lead with the problem is that before I was in sales, I was a news reporter. And so the very first thing that we would do in a story is in order for me to compel my audience, I needed to tell them what was happening and why they should care. So the very first sentence that I do when I when I send a video to a prospect is, okay, what is happening to the company and why does that specific prospect care? So if we're going to go back to that chatbot example, right? What is happening to the company? You're a chatbot literally is not working or it failed or it is putting me in this loop where I'm getting frustrated as the customer and you senior director or vice president of customer experience should care about this because of this pain um, or this KPI that you could be missing or maybe you're not getting the proper sentiment score from your uh, your customers and you're now going to experience this 
a decrease in in customer satisfaction, but essentially just leading with why um, or what is happening and then why should they care? And then that segues right into sentence two, which is why them? Why are you reaching out to this specific person? Why should this person solve this problem? And that goes back to the evidence of maybe you finding a post or a podcast, or maybe they're in some silent, you know, Slack channel asking for help, or they came inbound and, you know, all these different things. But what is the evidence to prove that you're reaching out to this person and they are the one to fix this problem? And honestly, you're calling them out in in a nice way, but you're calling them out. And so you're giving them that accountability, like you're responsible for this. This is the problem that you're experiencing. This is why you should care about it. So almost like, what are you going to do? And then we go into sentence three, which is the cost of inaction or the greater impact. So either one, if you want to go with, look, if you're not, you know, going to fix this, this is the consequence. Or if you do fix this, this is the benefit. Um, And then we wrap it up into sentence four, which is your solution to the problem. You know, why you're reaching out because you have something to solve them, uh, to solve this with. And you can use a brief example of a current customer, but you'll end with a call to action, whatever that may be. Sentence four is like merged and quick, but this will keep you on track. It will keep everything very easy. So that way you're just, you know, reusing the same material over and over again. And if you've identified one problem, odds are other companies are experiencing that same exact problem. So all you're really having to do is switch out sentence two a little bit here and there, a little bit of tweaking so that way you can continue to scale it. Um, so this has been something that I've used and I've loved it. It's been easy. Um, but again, exactly what Ty said before, like your script is your script. Figure out what works for you. If you're using something on cold calling and it's converting, like use it in a video. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. So just find what works for you and stick with it and then tweak it along the way so it's easy and scalable. Wow, that is such an incredibly powerful framework. I think it really lays out all of the most important parts of prospecting in general. And of course, your news anchor experience makes it even more compelling because you know how to communicate these things through video. So I hope everyone's taking a screenshot of that because that is incredibly powerful. Um, I saw a question in the chat. How long should these videos be? Curious to hear from both of you. Oh my gosh. I always say under 90 seconds and I have a feeling Tyler is going to say something shorter. Yeah, I I keep my 45, 50, no longer than 50. (laughs) Awesome. So over 90 seconds. How about that? Like 90 seconds is literally the, the, like, just don't. Otherwise no one's going to watch yeah, yeah, people do have very short attention spans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is such a great frame because you can touch on all the most important points in the order of what's going to actually get them engaged in the video. So that's awesome. Wow, okay, it looks like 62% of people are most interested in hearing about scripting. So I'm glad that we're touching on that so much. And then the filming a little bit less and editing a little bit more. So are there any other points on scripting that you'd like to share? I think my biggest question is about how much you personalize between different prospects. Like, do you have kind of your base script? Like you said, you just kind of edit out a few sentences based on what you're seeing. Do you kind of start from scratch and write it for each one? How do you approach that? Right. So it's kind of starts with the problem. So you might have different problem statements or you might have a variety of solutions that align to each problem. 
Um, so I would start with the problem that it is that you've identified at that account. Once you have that script for that specific problem, then it's like, okay, let me tweak it towards the evidence that I have and then to the prospect that I'm targeting. Otherwise, the end, when we're talking about, you know, wrapping it up in the CTA, the use case that you want to use as the example, whether it's the benefit or the cost of an action, you can keep that all the same. But just having, just like cold calling, Tyler, right? Where you are cold calling for different reasons because, you know, you either can go down this path of the problem or this path. It's the same thing for video. So try that. And then also you want to, you know, really see okay, well, which problem is really resonating with which type of persona um, or, you know, which which solution is really aligning with each persona. If you have a variety of different solutions there, you're always testing, you're always taking track, whether it's little like, you know, those, I don't know, what are those things called? Those tallies or, or maybe it's more in depth, but just keep track of it for sure. Gotcha. Ty, would you agree? Anything you'd like to add? I would say like, when I was doing video, I think my mission was always to be like more efficient and save time. So what I do is I have a template for each use case. Um, so like I said, like I keep my videos to like 45, 50 seconds. So like even if you guys notice, like with that KD video, like the last 30 seconds template, like I just put the, the same hoodie on um, in the first 20 seconds, personalized it, tailored it for him. And then I the way in the, the first 20 seconds, I tie straight into that demo piece. So that way, like that, that last 30 seconds, like that, that, that piece is strong. Like I know that part is good to go. It's clean. The backgrounds are clean. Editing is good. So the only thing I have to focus on is that first 20 seconds. So like that way, if, when they respond to that permission slap and they want a video, all I got to do is go in my room, prop my phone up and record that first 20 seconds, personalize it. Maybe you find some research on LinkedIn based on like the, what I found in a company insights page. Um, or if they actually post, I can find like a, a post that I can screenshot and reference. Uh, maybe if, you know, they're, they got a quota attainment on rep view, maybe I can screenshot that, even include that in the video as well. Um, and then literally I just tie it into that, that last template piece and then drop it in Vidyard and it's, it's good to go. Um, so it, it saves a ton of time. Um, so that way all you have to do is personalize it. You don't have to go through that whole script every single time. You only got to personalize it. Yeah, that's awesome. And that segues us perfectly into the filming process. Um, so if we could just do kind of a brief overview of this, because it looks like there's more interest in the editing. So I just kind of want to get to that. But I would love to hear from both of you. What does it actually look like uh, from the logistical side of things? Are you using tripods? Are you using your phone? How are you uploading these things? How are you making it not sound robotic when you're reciting your script? Um, Melissa, if you could get us started. Yeah, I think Tyler and I have pretty similar uh, processes for it where just follow your script. <laughs> you'll save time um when i set mine up i use the teleprompter app where and that's a little bit important for me and not every uh, video you know company has this i know vidyard does have the teleprompter but for me i prefer for the teleprompter and the words to be as close to this camera as possible so that way you're looking at the camera i think that this is more impactful than like talking like this or even trying to memorize your script over and over and over again, you're just gonna get frustrated and annoyed and there's really no reason for you to have to memorize a script if you could just read off of a teleprompter. So practice a few times and then once you have it down, you'll just be able to record 
read your script off of the teleprompter. I do it on my phone, drop it onto my computer, which then I can do my my thing. Uh, Tyler will go through his thing as well. Um, but use a teleprompter to film. I have a light here. I usually either go, I either stay here or I go into the other room with a plain wall. Um, but I also find it funny because Tyler and I were talking about this the last time with the shirt thing. Um, the shirt thing is, and he is so smart with his templatized videos, very similar, um, but different. I would do, if I was sending the same video, but to a different prospect, I needed to change a little bit of it same shirt so always like having a video shirt or something so you could hop in and, and edit a little bit um and make those adjustments but yes so the ring light good lighting all that stuff use a teleprompter app and i'll i'll pass the rest on to tyler as well yeah so like like i said like we have a similar process um so i just use my tripod um i prop it up right in front of my window so that way like i'm facing like i'm facing a window the light is dead in my face not on the side, not not behind me, but dead in front of me. So that way I'm getting all that light and I can literally, I can pop out in a video. Um, and then of course, like depending on like what phone you have, like I have the the, four, the iPhone 14. So I'm always in cinematic mode. So I'm always making sure like I'm popping out in a video. So that way, like when I do remove the background in Canva, like it's, it's super clean. Like if I have like a white background or a colorful background or even like a, 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 a screenshot from like the the demo platform like it, it'll be super clean so i can be it can be super engaging so it almost looks like i'm walking across the platform almost so it looks really it looks super cool and super clean um but yeah like the teleprompter app has definitely been like a, a a big game changer i actually just started using it like three weeks ago um so before like i would just memorize the script um which which also still wasn't bad because i would do it in like um 10 second intervals <clears throat> um which is also pretty good because that way you can have energy throughout the entire call um because of course like going through a whole minute video like you might get sluggish halfway through so to ensure like you have energy like the entire call you're smiling the entire call not uh, video um like do it in 10 second clips and then just piece those clips together um and it's pretty easy that way too because when you do go in canva which i can show you guys in a second um like each clip, you can like move your body around and you can make your, you can make yourself bigger, you can make yourself smaller, full body, just your head. Um, and you can be more flexible when it comes to the edits as well. I love that. Yeah, uh, the people definitely want to see your Canva process if you're open to sharing that with us, Ty. Yeah, I gotcha. So my computer is always laggy on a live call. So it was laggy yesterday, but one second. Let's go to Canva. All right, can everyone see? Now we got to do the famous, can everyone see? Mm -hmm. All right. So first off, like when you first go into Canva, <clears throat> like the biggest question everyone has is like we all don't, some people don't even know that Canva has like video functionality at all. Um, so when you first go into Canva, just hit the plus sign and then go to video. And then we're just going to start with a blank canvas. And then assuming that you recorded all the videos on your phone, um, you have all the clips ready. Um, if you have a MacBook, you can literally just like airdrop all of the videos to yourself, um, airdrop all the images and backgrounds that you want to use to yourself, and then just have all of those assets ready to go in Canva. And then just to get started, you just you want to click on whatever video you want to start with. Typically, this is probably going to be like your intro video, saying your name, um, maybe like stating like the problem you found, the research you found. Um, and then once you have that on there, you want to click on that video. And yes, Canva is free. 
Um, you can you can get a team account as well. Um, but all the functionalities that you need for prospecting is is free. Um, you don't really need like too much of the extra stuff or the the extra graphics to just do video prospecting. You're not making a movie or anything. Um, so you don't have to be too like high tech with it and get like, like the the pro version. So the free version is definitely fine. But um, going back into it, so you want to click on the video and then to make any edits, you want to go to the top left where it says edit video. You want to click on that. And then the first thing that's going to pop up is going to say background remover. You want to click that and then it's going to start loading for a couple of seconds. It, it does take a second sometimes, like when it's removing the background. So typically, like while this slide is removing, I'm going, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the next slide and then start removing the background on the next clip and then so on and so on and so on. Um, so that I'm, I'm not just sitting there waiting and wasting time. Um, and also, if you want to adjust the filters and like the, the coloring and the lighting as well, um, right above the background remover, um, there's also going to be like the adjust button. You can click that, adjust the brightness, saturation, everything you want to, just to make the video pop out as clean as possible. And then voila, like the background is gone, just like magic. Um, nothing super technical. You don't have to crop anything. Um, the AI does everything automatically for you. Um, and then literally, if you, 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 if you press play, the video will play clear as day, background will still be gone. I would recommend like being like, I would recommend like having a solid background behind you. Um, I made a mistake in this video. If you guys see like there's a fan like right above me. So like the fan was on during the video. So like you could literally see the fan moving above my head. So if like, you have like stuff moving behind you, it's, it's going to catch it. So I would recommend being behind like a solid white wall, um, black wall, whatever you want. Um, just making sure like nothing is behind you or nothing is moving. Um, especially you definitely don't want to be like in public or have like a, like maybe wilderness in the background. It's just probably going to catch something in the background if something flies over you or maybe something is like blowing or something. So you don't want to make sure you don't want anything to pop up in the video. And then just adding a background. So if you guys like have like a background you want to add in from like your demo platform, or if you want to add maybe like a website covering, you can do that as well. You just click and drag on that background you want to add, drag it over to the, like the top corner and then it'll automatically populate. And then if you double click on the background, you can adjust it, adjust the size, move it around wherever you want it to go. And then it'll pop in just like that. And then of course you want to move your body around like i said earlier so if you want to re if you want to move yourself to the right to the left if you want to resize yourself if you want yourself to be bigger on one slide you want yourself to be smaller on one side you can do that um and then of course like the, the only thing you have to do last is just like remove all the fluff um any like extra space in between words or uh, in between lines just remove all of that fluff so it's not any pauses um and it's not like crazy awkward um so once you do like all the fine tuning do that for the rest of your slides and that's pretty much like a, a super high level overview of like basic functionalities in Canva. Um, um, I won't go too deep into like, you know, the extra stuff, like the subtitles and all that stuff. But, you know, if you just go in and play with it, it's 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 crazy, like beginner friendly. So it's not like crazy hard to use. You can go on YouTube and find all the functionalities as well. So it's not like stupid hard to use. Yeah, that that's amazing, Ty. There were a few questions in the chat. One of them was about connecting Canva to Vidyard. Um, and if I remember correctly, you download the video from Canva and then you can just upload it into Vidyard and then that's how you can send it to your prospects. Yeah, the, on, the only downside about Canva, it, it does take a, a quick, a little second just to download. Um, sometimes it can take about maybe like a minute or two just to, um, just to download. But once you download that file, just, um, just drag it over to Vidyard, add your thumbnail, and then you're good to go. Awesome. 
Melissa, um, before we jump into our last section really quick, it, it, how different is your process from this? Yeah, so very similar. Canva and CapCut, those are the babies. Um, in the beginning, when I first started, it was a lot of iMovie because it was like, that's all that I had. Um, and then Canva, that, and it was like around like, I feel like halfway through last year was when Canva dropped the video uh, functionalities. But I think that the most important thing is like, editing is important. And I think what, well, Tyler just explained is that it, it doesn't take too long. And once you know the platform, you know the platform. And once you have the screenshots, you have the screenshots. And he's out here using templates too. So like you can scale this. I think the most important thing with it is that, and just going back to journalism, is when we would do a story, whatever it is that you're saying needs to match the images that you have behind you. And so it's like, double sinking into their mind. So when Tyler had that background of the demo that he had pulled up, like, you know, he's talking about it, you know, he's referring to it, you know, so you want to be able to tell that visual story and really put it all together in the prospect's mind of, oh, that's what that looks like. Oh, that's how you do it. Oh, like, that's where you got that podcast from because you're putting it right here. It's so obvious. Like, this is what I learned, or this is the research that I found. So having that match, editing is really critical, you know, and it's engaging and that's where the emotion comes through and the learning comes through. And that's what makes video so powerful because everything's connecting. And it makes sense. That's awesome. And I, and I feel like the biggest thing is definitely like evoking emotions too and telling that story, like that perfect story. So typically like in my videos, like I always like reference a person they know um, so my company, like we always, we go after like sales teams. So like, I'll go on sales navigator, I'll go find two SDRs on their sales team and I'll include their faces on it. So now you, you see your SDR on the video. So now it's like, you can really paint that picture for them. You can actually, they can actually not only hear the impact, but they can see it, like they can see it all the way through to the end, um, and really get like the full visual. Um, so it's definitely like a good way to evoke emotions and really tell like a, a good story. So they actually get the, the full, the full visual. Yes. And you know what you do too? You use a lot of descriptive words. And so in, in the story, you're describing the feelings or you're exactly, it's painting that picture. Yes. Such a great way to add your personality into the outreach and also a way for it to stand out. So unfortunately, as we are running a little bit low on time, uh, we do have to jump into the next section. Melissa does have an incredible video prospecting course. If you want more of her knowledge, that link's going to be in the chat. Would highly recommend checking it out. But I want to go into this last section, which is awesome. We learn all this stuff. We're ready and armed to make awesome videos. How do we make sure people watch them? So who are we sending them to? What channels are we sending them through? Um, we're definitely going to go into the permission slot, but first, Melissa, are you sending these through email, through LinkedIn? What does that process look like? Right. So it's called like identifying your prospects channel of choice. So if you've been sending them emails and they're not opening emails, don't send them a video through an email. I think we all know that. Uh, my personal favorite is sending a, a video through LinkedIn as a raw clip. So that way they don't have to click. They don't have to go anywhere. They you watch it right there in the channel, um, but you have to be connected for that. So that way you can send it. And then you want to make your video click baity. So that way they click it. So instead of just like a regular picture, you want to edit that thumbnail, make it really personalized, make sure they know that it's for them rather than like an awkward, like, you know, 
sort of thing of you like in the middle of it because also the video is not about you it's about them so make it about them and put that in the thumbnail um but my favorite way is identifying and this isn't always the perfect case but the perfect person and what a perfect person is is that person that's going to solve that pain that you identified so if you can find strong research if they did say it and on a youtube video or an article and you can match their words to what it is that you solve for. It's so, so strong. And put that in the thumbnail. Like, put that article in the thumbnail or put that note in the thumbnail. So that way they see, like, you are going deeper than just a video and that this is personally for them. So personal favorite, LinkedIn raw clip. Twitter is also really powerful. I'll tweet videos at them and then I'll take them down so that way they don't see all these videos on my profile. <laughs> but that's a good one as well. And then I'll pass it over to Tyler as well because he's got some some good stuff too. Yeah, so I so I have I have a similar process like when it comes to like actually getting their attention. Um so like Sydney has up it's like the permission slap. And then you guys can see the thumbnail uh, where it's the picture of me holding up the LinkedIn symbol. And of course, like I have a picture of the prospect um, in that on the on the um, image. So that way, like when they actually go into their inbox, like they're not just seeing a guy like just trying to pitch them like it has their face on it. So it's like, oh, my face is on it. Like mm, it must be something interesting. Let me click on it. Uh, let me just see what it is. Um, so this um, screenshot, like I actually got Kevin Dorsey on a meeting. Um, so just to go like into the permission slap a bit more. Um, I have a four step sequence. Um, I track it all in an Excel sheet. It is pretty old school um, just because on outreach and sales loft, of course you can have them like in a social cadence, but you only can track them like with the inputs that they have on there, like just clicking completed, but it's not actually showing like what you sent them unless you're like just leaving notes. Um, so I just keep it pretty old school in an Excel sheet. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the first step is like, I'm asking like, do you mind if I share a short video on how to improve such and such? um yes or no if they say yes i take the time and i go make the video um and then the second step is the is the follow-up the follow-up is even more important um and people even and the crazy thing is like people actually acknowledge the follow-up um so literally just say like hey like i just wanted to bump this up in case you missed it do you mind if i still share and then you know that's like another you might get another yes that same day or you might get another no like who, who knows um and then the third step i always send an asset um, so I would say like the, if you have like a, a screenshot from the demo, or maybe like you just have an article you want to send them, I would say for three weeks ago when I was at SDR, like I would just send them the video that I sent to KD, just like saying like, Hey, like I, you know, I wanted to send you a video similar like this, you know, can I, do I, can I still have the opportunity to make you one? Um, once again, yes or no. And then that fourth step, not being crazy pushy, not asking for a meeting, just saying like, you know, Hey, I sent you a couple of messages. Like, do you just want to stay friends? Um, or can I send the video? And it can be it can be that simple. Um, but like I say, like the follow up is is super important. I, I wouldn't just like send the first message and just say, "Oh heck with it." He didn't respond. Like no, like the follow up is key. Um, like uh, when I my last week of being an SDR, I booked four meetings and one yeah four meetings in one day. Um, one was two was off the initial permission slap, and then two were off the follow up. So like I said, like the follow-up is just as important as the, as the initial outreach. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, the common thread with most of sales, right? We do have to be professionally persistent, um, but I really love the idea of making sure that there is some appetite for what you're sending out before you do it. 
Um, unfortunately, we are going to have to send a follow-up email with answers to some of your questions because we did run a little bit long on time. Um, about 10 seconds left for a closing remark from each of you. Is there anything that you want everybody to take away about video prospecting, Melissa? Yes, it's so powerful. And it might take you a little bit of time to figure it out. So in the beginning, I always tell people just to try one video a week. And then once you start to figure out what works and you know you you have at least a few wins under your belt, then you've made a case to leadership like, all right, I, I've made four videos this month, three of them converted. Can I start focusing on this more? And then you can start focusing. But video is powerful. It's going to get your prospects to feel something. It's going to get them to want to book the meeting with you or progress your deals because it doesn't just stop at cold. You can leverage it throughout your sales cycles, AE. I do it all the time. Um, but it's powerful and it's literally the future of sales. So definitely learn more. Follow me on LinkedIn. I have a video prospecting course out now that you can you know, check out and, and learn everything. Amazing. Well, thank you so much both for joining and sharing your incredible wisdom. I know people got so much value out of this and are hopefully walking away feeling a little bit more confident about adding video into their process. So again, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned for some follow-up answers to your questions. And yeah, be sure to follow Ty and Melissa on LinkedIn and also Sell Better. We're all over the place. We got our Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok. If you want to level up your sales skills this year, be sure to give us a follow and have a great week.